Hello, I'm Amanda Hill-Rao with You Choose You Now podcast. During my podcast, I've shared my journey about how I chose myself and came back home to realize my worth, my value, and to get over my limiting beliefs. But I realize as a human being, we're all connected. We're all made for connection. And so I'm delighted to share my first interviews with my guests. People who are in their own journey have found that they have come back to themselves and realized their value, their worth. And I'm delighted to share their journeys with you to see what you can learn. Because after all, we are made to help one another in our awareness. You do you, I do me. But with our connections and our love and our compassion and being, we are built to become who we were meant to be. So I invite you to sit back, relax, listen to the guests, and find out how we are truly all connected. Welcome to another episode of You Choose You Now. I'm your host, Amanda, and I'm delighted today to have Nicola Ooms with us. She has a YouTube channel for sexy, confident moms. And let's face it, that's what we all want to be as moms. So welcome to the show, Nicola. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. So tell the listeners a little bit about you and why you set up your YouTube channel. I am a mom of three. I'm super busy with my children, my husband, my home life, but I work full time on top of that. I've been in Mm -hmm. land development actually for 10 years. I had these urges. I've been an intuitive person my whole life, but I've been starting to have these urges and they got louder and louder and louder and stronger. And finally I had to lean in and say like, what am I doing? I Mm -hmm. based on societal stigmas and that checklist that you need to almost move through to be a functioning member of society. Like I got to this place in my life and I'm like, Oh my goodness, what am I doing? I don't, I don't love this. I'm Mm -hmm. not where I wanted to be. I I have all these goals and I feel this fire in me. I just have this, this alternate purpose and I need to explore that. So that's why I created my business, Sexy Confident Moms, where I empower moms to fully take ownership of themselves, prioritize themselves and live effortless lives. Because Mm. a lot of the time I feel like, especially with moms, we give and give and prioritize others and we have nothing left for ourselves. So by not waiting for that permission slip for yourself, by taking the time, listening, doing for you what you need to stay healthy, to stay emotionally stable, to stay mentally stable, to stay happy and present with your children. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I offer my clients. That sounds amazing. Literally, you've, you've chosen yourself and you found out what makes you tick, what's right. deep inside, not as you, and I'm glad you brought up about stigmas from society because it's like we're told as children, there's this tick box, do that and you'll be happy. And a lot of us do all that. And then we're thinking, is this it? So I love what you're about. Since becoming a mom, have you changed? Absolutely. Actually, I just like through this journey, this transition, which has taken me approximately five years, five years ago, I was at my lowest of lows. Mm -hmm. I had just had my second child. You're in this place where, again, like I said, like you should feel so overjoyed, so enthusiastic, so looking forward to what is in your life at that present moment. 
but I wasn't, I wasn't being fulfilled and I wasn't completely satisfied or alive or had that vitality Mm -hmm. in me anymore. So definitely opening it up, allowing myself to listen to, to my intuition again has definitely changed me. I'm alive again. I have this purpose, this fulfillment. And I look at my life from a different perspective. I'm looking at my life from a place of abundance um, rather than looking at it from a place where like I, I should have been doing more. I could have helped my child better. Why did I do this? I I could have more in my life, like that scarcity place and that p- mm-hmm. place of fear yeah. or shame. I totally get that because I was in that space before. And I noticed you used the should, should have, could have. And that sort of language does cause scarcity. And being abundant and being aware of the language you use yourself does affect how you can be. So I'm so glad you're out of that and that you're choosing yourself and you're realizing you don't have to follow any rules, but you have to follow your heart and your intuition. Mm-hmm. So what, in your opinion, makes a great mum? I would say presence. Yes. Presence is absolutely key to being in that abundance mindset. Because when we're in this circle of past thought, when you're in that circle, you get more of the past. And when you're thinking and worrying and anxious and stressing about the future, you miss everything that's happening in front of you. So really, truly like watching for signs, listening to yourself, being 100% fully engaged and present in what was happening or what is happening in front of you right at this present moment. That's when you can be engaging with your family. That's when you can give your child the most love, the most nurturing, allow them to, I think that's when it comes into the education piece for, for me, I can be that, that mentor, that support, Mm. that teacher to my children and allowing them that, that gift of listening to what they need in this Mm. moment. It actually reinforces that they're important, doesn't it? And their sense of worth. Right. And then it it almost comes back to ancestral ties for me and breaking those bonds of how we make choices. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, like, and I know growing up for with me, I was t- taught to make choices based on my, my logical mind. Right. What is the most rational? What is the most logical? What makes the most sense rather than what am I feeling right now? What do I need to overcome whatever is in this present moment? And that's how I approach my parenting with my children and really allowing them to listen to themselves to make choices. It's trusting. You teach them to trust themselves, which I think is the greatest gift. Yeah. And also our emotions, I mean, they do come and go, but we are emotional beings. Mm-hmm. And not accepting that or trying to avoid it, as you say, to go down the rational path, you are avoiding a whole part of who you are. Mm-hmm. So that's so important. Now, I know some people might think that putting ourselves first and, you know, coming home to ourselves is selfish. But how does being unselfish look like? Unselfish? I would say unselfish would be not allowing yourself to to give your body, your mind, what it needs. Mm -hmm. Um, unselfish would be to 
overgive to others. Cause in, in my world, when I'm overgiving, there's something out of alignment in my energy. I'm not respecting myself enough to give that back to me. Totally. Growing up with me in a Catholic Irish family. So being selfish was thinking about me, putting myself first. So I didn't listen to the body. I didn't listen to my mind. I dismissed it all. And actually what I'm trying to teach people is that if you meet your own needs, listen to your body, your mind and heal and give what yourself needs, you can then show up in abundance, enjoy energy, and you can be overflowing rather than being drained and empty. Yeah, 100%. So before we discuss aligned higher being, tell the listener what this means to you. Yeah, a lot of my work lately has been bridging this gap, which I think is huge that we need a lot more of in this in society right now, bridging the gap between practicality Mm -hmm. and doing things in our human form, getting our job, how we make money, how we have relationships, how we are creative in this world, and listening to like divine guidance that you can get by being intuitive, by listening Mm -hmm. to yourself, by trusting yourself, by tapping into those forces that are beyond the realm of this material world and really mashing the two together and taking the best of both worlds. Yes. So a huge part of my transition has been like getting back to this place of feeling comfortable being intuitive. I'm a divine wisdom share. So I'm growing my skills in like being psychic medium Mm -hmm. and really owning that because a lot of the times, and that was another thing growing up, like being empathic, being intuitive, being a divine wisdom sharer was not normal. It was not praised. It was, it was something that I had to shut down and lock the door and turn the key to keep hidden because it was a shadow basically of mine. Mm -hmm. It's a bit like the fear people fear it because if not, everybody is naturally intuitive. Because it's the and we, yeah, and we we yeah we fear the unknown, and yet mm-hmm. what is because we are mind, body, and soul, spirit, soul, however you want to put it, and that's what you're talking about—that divinity which is inside all of us, right? And we have access to all this information if you just listen. So taking those two together and really nurturing, being human, walking this earth, living your life. And then using what you can from your higher being, from your soul, and really using that to benefit your choices in this world. Totally. Because I do think we come, our souls come in this format, as in this body here, but we've come to learn a lesson. And to ignore that just is ridiculous. And yet that's what we've been trained by society to do. Just get on and do it, as you say. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that our form, as in the body and our mind, as children, we might have had some traumas or needs that weren't met. And we created narratives about ourselves. Or they might have even been inherited from our parents and then from their parents. It comes down transgenerational. What inherited narratives from your parents did you receive? And would you change them? One of the main ones for me that I inherited, like the pre-written story that was is constantly replaying in my mind, was you have to work hard to be successful. That A was lot mine of, as well. Yeah. Yeah. You have to grind, right? Like you have to be constantly almost in that place of overrun and yeah. overwork in order to be a success in your life and in, in this world. 
And that's completely, it's completely something that doesn't serve me anymore. And it's something that I have done a clarifier on for myself because that's, that's not serving. And I want, and I teach all my clients that you choose. It's a choice. These, these limiting beliefs, these stories, these ancestral ties, they're all things that yes, we hold on to based on generations past, but you at any point in time can do a clarifier on these and insert something that actually does serve you. You can say, this is a story that I have brought from my great grandmother, from my mother, from my father. It no longer serves me. It has no place in my life. This is what I now choose to believe. Another big thing that is coming up for me when I'm talking about this is the notion of perception. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times when we're, we're engaged in our life and we have these occurrences that maybe affect the traumas, like it's the memory that we hold oh, based on something that had happened. It's your perception because everything that comes into our life is a neutral. It's based on how we perceive this experience is that is what is written in our memory and coded as our story. And also the state of being that we're in at that stage, whether you're in dorsal withdrawn or sympathetic fight and flight or a bliss in the ventral. Absolutely. So when we go back and we're trying to rewrite or cancel out these limiting beliefs, I a lot of times tell people to go back and think of the instance that may have caused that limiting belief. And is there, I usually write down the limiting belief and then go through and write down a few different perceptions. How could I have perceived this differently? And you get to choose the one that serves you the best. Yes. I know. I love that. Because as a child, we make these narratives literally from our childhood. And we don't have the language and the understanding at that Mm. stage. I had very much workaholic parents. Mm -hmm. Like with the success, you will do well. And my whole family, as in sisters and siblings, are like that. But you just get worn out. But you then can't be there for your family. And what I realized I missed out was that love and connection and feel safety and communication. Because Mm -hmm. they were so busy working. So I don't want that continuing. So I make a decision. No, I work enough, but I give time to me and my family. That's more important. Yeah. What that makes me think about is, I forget who says it, but it's basically a quote saying, you can't get what you want doing what you don't want. So the more Mm -hmm. we step into our alignment, our energy alignment, our alignment in this world, in our lives, The more you do things you love and you set those healthy boundaries for yourself and for your family, the more life's going to get easier. It is. Yes. The roadblocks come up when we do things that we're procrastinating, that we have fear around, have anxiety around. So yeah, the more you step into your power, do more of what you love, you're going to start that upward cycle again. You're going to get into that flow. I was going to say, life flows easy in that way. Mm -hmm. And time goes by and actually the energy you give off in that is just, you know, people want to be around you. Absolutely. Beautiful. But if you're sitting there complaining and being, it's like a mud sucking you down. Mm -hmm. 
let's leave the mud pools alone, people. <laughs> <laughs> we've been watching a lot of Peppa Pig and we've been looking for muddy puddles lately. So that made me laugh. <laughs> oh, I love it. Do you think the narratives that we have that we're still attached to as adults affect us in our roles and in our homes, community and society? And if so, how? Yeah, I would say, yes, absolutely, they do. Because a lot of people, they get stuck in that spiral, and they don't know how to get out of these limiting beliefs. They don't know how to manage their way out of these pre-written stories, these narratives. Mm -hmm. So that's once you're in that state, and you're, you're kind of unsure, there's no clarity, clarity cancels chaos. So the more clear you are about what is serving you and what's not serving you, the less you're going to carry into your job, into your relationship, into anything else that you have going on into your kids' lives, the less Mm. you're going to impose on them. Getting that clarity is huge in order to not project that on others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we Mm -hmm. don't want to project. And it's literally just saying, like, that's just a story. And actually, when I realized I could call it a story, okay, that's interesting, could go one way or another, but I choose to let it in the past because it's already happened. And mm-hmm. like being in this moment now, like this moment now with you, I'm here, perfectly safe. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be anywhere else. And it's teaching that mindfulness to be in the present moment and not to worry and not to regret because we yeah. have a tendency to do that. Life is for living. Just be in the moment. Yes. that's completely right yeah and the more that we are you just have to take one step Mm -hmm. like one step in a positive direction it's really training your mind to do that because a lot of us are living on autopilot we're living on these stories and it's just it's safe it's in that realm of predictability because we've been there before yes and we know what the outcome will be and then we this has taken me back to when I was depressed and or in the drama queen saga but I knew what was to expect, whether, and I was addicted to the victimhood and the guilt and the shame. That was, those were my two, you know, go-to emotions. Mm-hmm. But it's true that you can just leave it. And that one little step, no matter what it is, congratulate and acknowledge yourself for that step. Mm-hmm. But yes, we have a tendency it. not to acknowledge the positive. Well, as humans, we love the negative and that brings us down. So let's stop our language, change our language up and be positive and realize we are alive. And we can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Celebrate all wins. Like they yes. don't have to be big. It can just be one, one step on the ladder. Exactly. And that's the positive. Smaller the bite, the easier it is. Yeah. And celebrate yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. So why is growth and self-discovery important to you? Because it's been a huge part of my journey as an individual coming back to now realizing my sole purpose. I am living this beautiful life now and without self-discovery and growth, I would not be where I am today and giving value to other women. Like my mission is to make other women feel what I'm feeling now. Yes. Allow other women the permit, like uh, give them the empowerment and the strength to rise up out of anything you're going through because I get you. I've been yeah. there. And that yeah. was all part of my self-rediscovering growth. And and growth, I I can't see a life without growth. Because without mm-hmm. growth, you're stagnant. Yeah. You're stuck. Stagnant, anything stagnant dies out in nature, right? So it's just all part of our journey to be constantly evolving and growing and adapting and 
and just being who you are and acknowledging and trusting that. That's exactly why I've done this podcast, because, you know, I have been the lowest of the low in depression and I've come out the other side through self-discovering that all the answers were inside me. But I got off that treadmill that society had put me on to do the next thing, next thing, next thing, and then you'll be happy. Mm -hmm. You don't need all those next things to be happy. If lockdowns taught me one thing is when we couldn't go out, I had enough and I was really grateful to be around my family and have that time. It was amazing. Yeah, I've had a similar journey through COVID. Like COVID has built me and mm. I'm sure, and I know others have really struggled with it, but I, it's again, I think it's a perception thing. And I was really able to quiet and focus on what was important to me in this moment. What do I need for a happy, healthy, productive, fulfilling life? Yes, and yes. I, had it all along it's it, it just got covered with the other layers of expectations and demands from society yes it's like a snow globe like yeah. when it's when society is as booming and there's so much noise and the snow is flying around you can't see what you have in the center until I love that, that phrase until that drops I love that image that's beautiful <laughs> so what is your message that you want to share for moms from where you've been to where you are now? I want to share that as much as it's hard, and this is the most unsexy answer ever, (laughs) um, like you just need to trust yourself. You need to do the work, like set goals for yourself, do the work and don't give up on yourself just because Mm -hmm. you don't see anything on the surface happening. You have taken, you've given yourself years and decades even to learn these habits, instill these thoughts, these stories in your life. And you're not going to cancel those out in a matter of weeks, no. months even sometimes. No. Like you need to give yourself that time, grow the roots so you can see those fruits coming and just surrender to the process. There's a plan in place for everybody and allowing just that trust in yourself and in what's coming compounded over time with the efforts that you're taking, it'll come like it'll be what is meant for you will come and you just have to trust. Yes. Trust the process. That's one of my Mm -hmm. phrases, but because of society, you know, we want the results. Life now is so fast, 24 hours this, you can get anything at the drop of a hat. But as you said, with our patterns, negative patterns that have been instilled, the real us, the true essence of us is hidden underneath these layers. And it's time to spring clean and get rid of the layers that no longer serve you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's amazing. So how do you want to live your life and what tools or support helps you? So I want to live an easy, aligned, loving life that I am now creating for myself. I want to be able to be here for my kids as they grow up. I don't want to have the obligations that society and corporate, the man's world has put on, on me anyways, and I'm sure many, many others. Yeah, I want to be more engaged, more present. I want to be here when all those major things happen in my children's lives. I want to make sure that I'm here and healthy and, and able to be present with them. Totally. Because yeah. there's memories. I know we went on holiday and my son's 13. So usually he's, you know, too cool to hang around mom. 
we spend an hour in the sea just being present, having the best fun. And those memories, they to me are priceless. So what do you want to be? Working, working to a result or be with your child and enjoy them at that moment? Because they grow up. Exactly. And you can't get those memories back. No. So like the tools that you were talking about, tools and support that helps me. I do a lot of meditation. I do a lot of journaling when anything comes up for me that I feel like mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, I make sure that I sit with it. I do a lot of reflection. I allow myself that time for anything that's coming up, inner child work, shadow work, you name it. I allow it to come up and just really sit with it and resonate with it and allow myself to feel and then move forward. Yes. Because without that process, again, that's when you're sitting kind of stagnant and you're just allowing everything to fester and grow and and not reflecting on what you should be reflecting on. Yeah. So I would say my main tool and support for myself would be my meditation and my journaling. And my teaching because this fulfills me. Yeah. Like I get this, I get this fire and my, my heart gets so big. I know the first time I did meditation because I was such a the doing busy, busy person, I found it hard, but I love it now. And mm-hmm. although, you know, sitting in with those uncomfortable feelings and I had a lot of repressed emotions stuck deep down in my body, it's not comfortable. There is discomfort, but I think growth is uncomfortable. But the reward, the sense of peace and calm and trust in yourself, which I didn't have before, is just mm-hmm. so amazing. So it's so worth the time. One thing that I do do that has helped me tremendously with my mindset is I step into the wish fulfilled a lot. So if you feel yourself being negative, down, anxious, being able to quiet yourself and think of the life that you are creating, think of the life that you want, your perfect life. And step into that. How does it feel? What does it look like for you? Oh my gosh, I I just lost 10 pounds or oh my gosh, I was able to be home an extra seven hours with my family this week because I did this. And you sit in that moment and I do this periodically through my day. I do it before I get up in the morning. I do it somewhere around now, lunchtime. And then I do it before I go to bed because the more you're sitting in that energy, you're basically compounding time and you're bringing that that desire, that wish to you a lot faster. What mm-hmm. I did was I wrote my perfect day, literally from what I could smell, what I could see. And I just, I just fell in love with it. And I thought, well, it is possible. But when and do it, we ever spend time to do that? Yeah. And it's those feelings, like that essence of the feeling of what you're creating, that perfection. That is what's going to help draw that to you. That's a perfect exercise. Why is it important for you to help other people and for the people to connect with you? Because it's part of my soul mission and my mission on this planet. Why I'm here. I'm here to help support and encourage and help other women step out of lives that they're not loving Mm -hmm. and love their life again. Yes. Because everyone is entitled to that. You don't need to be stuck. You don't need to 
have those, the sadness when you look into your life, when you're, when you're looking into the mirror at the person looking back at you, like, that's why it's so important to me because I don't ever want another woman to feel regret, feel shame, guilt, whatever is coming up for her. Because we have got the joy and happiness in ourselves and the fact you've been on the other side, but you've shown me and I know myself from my own journey. Happiness and joy is on our side. We've just got to trust the process, give ourselves time and be compassionate. And clear the clutter. Yeah. Be clear on what is your purpose. And I love the fact you've come here to help and connect others to find their joy in life. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I'm a teacher by profession. And I do think a lot of our education is still stuck in the past and we need to update it. So if I gave you a magic wand, how would you change education so that we can provide pupils with the best tools and advice for them to live happily in the world today? I would probably say it comes back to the choice and being fulfilled as individuals and not so structured on this is how you appropriately make a choice for you. Like they get to determine that and having the tools and their toolkit, their toolkit per se, in order to confidently do that, understanding how they operate as human beings, understanding that they have this choice and their intuition and using their body to say yes or no, or making those major life choices rather than, than coming back to the old way of saying, you know what, this is this seems reasonable. I should do this because of X, Y, and Z. You make the pros and cons list, right? And then you just kind of make a decision uh, because you have to. And I think that would be my biggest thing is just understanding their human design and their intuition and their, the most appropriate way to make a choice. Yeah. You're seeing the individual rather than having a class full of people that they all come out looking the same, like as I call mini robots. Right. Yes, absolutely. Uh, How can people connect with you and find out more about you? Yeah. So I have a Facebook group actually that I promote myself. I educate, I add value. Um, So that is on Facebook. It's facebook.com and then it's backslash groups backslash sexy confident moms. And that's where you can find me and connect with me if you're interested. Um, I'd love to, to talk and just have a chit chat, get to know you and see if where I can add value to your life. Yes. Because mm-hmm. as women, I think we, we can be tribal and we can support one another. We all have those days, good and bad, but by embracing our joy and who we are. And I love that you're a leader for that and passionate about. That. So I've loved our interviews. So to end up, what one piece of advice would you love to share with our listeners that made such an impact in your life? What's coming up for me is be, do, have, and you have to be the person who you are wanting to be, do the action, and then you'll, you'll have all your desires. Like that is one of my main quotes that I live by. And so that's what I would think. that I love it. Be, do, have. Yeah. Be the person who you're meant to be, do the actions, do the unsexy work, and then you'll have all your desires. Yeah. Be your truth listeners your truth it is it is because it's deep within inside of it's just you know needs a bit of a dust down let's get rid of those layers and embrace who we are and you are all confident fabulous moms sexy and able just believe it absolutely 
Thank you for your time, Nicole, today. I think you're an amazing mom. You're an inspiration to me. So thank you for your time and connect people and let's share the love. Oh, it's been such a pleasure. I appreciate being here. Thank you. Always. Take Mm -hmm. care. Sharing our stories, being vulnerable, being open, being authentic is how we heal ourselves, but also help others. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the guests today and maybe taken away a message they've shared that means something to you. This is your host, Amanda Hill-Ryle. Looking forward to being with you next time.